Hello and welcome to Aunt Mary from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Now for our story. Early this afternoon, Randy Lane had set forth in high spirits for a picnic with Lily Devon. Aunt Mary had packed his lunch for the two young people, had smiled indulgently as Randy bustled about getting ready. Ever since his return from overseas, Aunt Mary's son had worked like a demon around the farm, had very seldom left the place. But when she had suggested that Randy see some of his old friends, that he go out, enjoy himself, the young man insisted that home was too good to leave. And yet lately, when her son wasn't working, Aunt Mary could tell that he was restless, at loose ends. So today when he had announced that he was going to play hooky for the rest of the afternoon, his mother was much in favor of the idea. Now, it is just growing dark when Randy Lane returns home from the outing. Aunt Mary is in the living room as her son calls from the hall. I'm home, Mom. So I gathered, dear. I guess I didn't exactly creep in, did I? (laughs) What are you doing? Oh, just proving to myself and who's ever interested that I've been brought up right, hanging out my coat and Certainly looks cheerful in there. How do you know? Oh, I peek through the window on my way around the house. Very pretty picture you made, Mrs. Lane, sitting by the fire. I bet. When I'm caught unawares like that, I've been told I have a very vacant expression on my face. Oh, no, you just look pensive. Thoughtful. What were you thinking about? Oh, just a hodgepodge. A little bit of everything. Price of eggs, you, Peggy. Whether I should make a Lady Baltimore cake after dinner tonight? Well, that I can answer for you. Definitely, yes. (laughs) I was afraid of that. Oh, boy, this fire feels good. I imagine it was a little cold for your picnic. Yeah, definitely. You made a fire, though, didn't you, Randy? Oh, sure. Nice big bonfire. Then you had a good time? No, I'm afraid I can't say that. What's the matter? Did you have to go alone? Was Lily busy? Yeah, she had a lot of accounts and paperwork to do on the supper club. Well, that's a shame, but But she chucked it. She chucked it. I persuaded her to come with me. But it turned out not to have been such a hot idea. Short the afternoon was complete dud, Mom. But why? I don't understand. 
Neither do I. Except that it seems to be my fault in some way. Your fault? Yeah. To be correct, I should say that it's Lily who didn't have a good time. But why not? <laughs> She's the darndest girl. She didn't accept my invitation with any great enthusiasm to begin with, and she thought it was a crazy idea. Another thing, you were right, Mom. I should have called her a little ahead of time. I don't think she exactly appreciated my barging in the hotel and saying, put on your tam and tippet and let's go. But anyway, she got over that, and we got to the place. I made a good big fire, and she said she was glad I asked her. We were just chatting, then all of a sudden, she got mad. Oh, come now, Randy. There must have been a reason. Well, there was a reason, all right, but I don't get it. Well, it must have been something you said. Well, I know it was something I said. Well, then. Only I don't understand why Lily should have gotten on her high horse about it. She seemed to think I'd insulted her. About what? About David Bowman. David? Yeah. I noticed she was calling him by his first name. Happened to mention it, and that started her off. You mean she thought you were being uh, significant? Evidently. She started defending her friendship with David like crazy. From the way Lily talked, you'd think I'd accused her of being a conniving playgirl from the big city out to grab herself a nice, elderly, rich banker. Well, you know, Randy, Lily may be aware that to many people around Wakefield, her friendship with David might seem a little incongruous. Yeah. Only it doesn't seem to me, Mom, that I said anything that she could have thought was an implied remark. An insinuation, though, to be perfectly frank. When I think of David and Lily, well, it's kind of hard to picture them as good friends. Oh, I don't think so. Lily has a naturalness, a vivacity, many qualities that David would enjoy. And as for Lily, well, I don't expect she's ever known a man quite like David. Well, they don't make many men like David, I can tell you that. But I see what you mean, Mom. I guess the men in Lily's life have fallen into two categories. The one she felt she wanted to or ought to encourage, and the one she had to fight off. Yes. And, of course, uh, Lily didn't have any father relationship when she was growing up. I don't think she's ever had anyone that she could idealize, look up to, turn to, or trust. Yeah. I still don't get it. Why she got so darn sore with me? Like I told her when she was accusing me of thinking all these things. Whether I did or not, it wasn't any of my business. It was her own life. I really don't care. I haven't any right to. You told her that? Well, sure. Do you get it, Mom? I like Lily a lot. I think she's a heck of a swell gal. But I hate to think of her mad at me. I know. Well, can you dope it out? Well, I think perhaps I know, Randy. Well, come on. Let's have it. Mm, no, dear. I'd rather not say. But why not? Because I don't know for sure. And besides, whether I were right or wrong, if I told you my idea... Well, I don't think it would be quite fair to Lily to have me interpreting her attitude. Well, maybe I can get out of her next time I see her. <laughs> you know, I'm curious about that girl. I'd certainly like to find out what makes her tick. Would you, Randy? Sure. Well, I'm not so certain that's such a good idea. I don't think I'd probe too much just out of curiosity. Ye gods, I don't intend to do a Sven act or anything. I just said I'd like to find out what makes her tick. I know, and I repeat some. I don't think that's such a good idea. Because, you see, maybe what's bothering Lily is the way you think. 
Huh? Uh, I'll get it, dear. Hello. Yes, speaking. Really, Dr. Lewis? Oh, I'm so glad. How does she feel? I see. Mm, well, why, yes, I think so. By the way, all right, I'll manage. Within half an hour, then. Goodbye. What the doctor want, Mom? Randy, uh, would you drive me into the hospital right away? Well, sure. Something gone wrong? No, uh, Dr. Lewis told me Carla's regained consciousness. She has? Mm. Oh, that's swell news. How's she feel, Mom? Well, Dr. Lewis said she was still very weak, but she's been asking for me. Yeah? Oh, Randy, I'm so glad Carla's all right. And glad, too, that now we'll be able to find out what happened out there at Discari's. Yeah, it's about time that got straightened out. Come on, Mom, let's get started right away. I'll get my coat. Hey, you better wear a sweater under it, Mom. It's pretty cold out. As Mary Lane and her son left for the little hospital, Carla Descari turned her large, dark eyes to Sheriff Goodwin, who sat at the bedside in the neat, bare room. Why doesn't Aunt Mary come? She'll be here soon, Carla. I told you Dr. Lewis already phoned her. I want to see her. Now, don't you get yourself all upset. You good girl. I can't help being upset. He won't tell me anything. But I know he's gone. Mario's gone, isn't he? And you don't know where he is. I've told you as much as we know. Carla, I've known you since you were a little tyke. You were a nice little kid then. Folks always said you were easy to get along with. Only right now you don't feel so good. Maybe that's why you're being kind of unreasonable. Reasonable? How can I be? I don't know where Mario is. I don't know what's happening. Well, neither do I. That's why I want you to answer a few questions to help us. I don't know anything, Sheriff Goodwin. Really, I don't. All I know is that Mario's gone, and you won't tell me where. I've told you as much as I can, Carla. We found you lying unconscious at the farmhouse out there. Somebody'd hurt you, hurt you bad, too. For a while, we weren't sure you'd get well at all. Be a good kid, Carla. You're the one who has to tell us. We have to know who did it, who it was who knocked you down. Then maybe we can begin to make sense out of all this. I wish Aunt Mary would come. She's coming now, don't you worry. She'll be here. But while we're waiting, Carla, uh, won't you try to help us? Tell us who hurt you. Now just take it easy. And tell us what happened out at your place the other day. You've got to, you know, sooner or later. And I think it had better be now. Carla Descari looked steadily at the sheriff, who waited anxiously for her to speak. Was she going to tell him? Would she admit that it was her own husband, Mario, who was responsible for her injury? Or would she remain silent, and by doing so, place the blame on another innocent man?